Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're going to get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're going to get funky on this podcast thing. Oh, you're really chewing something. I am. What are you chewing? I'm chewing watermelon gum. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Do you think you'll chew it through the whole episode? Or? Nah, Because no. you can kind of hear it. Uh, I'm going to dump it. I'm going to spit it out the window when we get on the freeway. <laughs> That's not cool. It is cool. That's no, not cool it, at all. Nah, it's cool. Because uh, that's something that's not going to bother anybody. It's not going to get on uh, anybody's uh, foot. What's it get, what if we got someone tire, and then someone drives a tire like into their driveway, and then gets in their driveway, and then someone steps on it and gets in their foot? I would be amazed if that happened. Okay. Because that means they would have to get it on their tire... Right. And then get off at the next exit and pull right into their driveway for there to be any chance of that uh, of that gum doing that. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, no, hey, everybody. How's it going? Sorry we missed last week. Uh, I think it's the first episode we've ever missed, like, you know, uh, as a result of being too busy. It is. We're, we are like... Uh, We're like 100 eps. We haven't even been there yet. I know it. I know it. And, um, you know, it's like in school when you have that... Uh, that annoying teacher that never misses a day. Yeah. You never get a substitute teacher. Yeah. And then one day they do miss that day, <laughs> and, you, and you celebrate. Right. Do you think that the two crew out there were celebrating missing us for a week? I think it was the opposite. I, I think it was the opposite. They were sad. I, I think they were sad. But Well, they have to know. I mean, they know. We, we were shooting a pilot. We were shooting a TV pilot for TBS, and uh, last week was our shoot week, which was a lot of fun. We were just, and you know what, we tried because we were in pre-production leading up to that, and you and I, we were doing some car casts and having some yep. late meetings and trying to get the podcast in, but we just couldn't do it last week. Yeah, we just, I mean, we were shooting, we were shooting nights last uh, last week too. Yeah, that's another yeah. problem. Did I ever tell you about the time that I I hooked up with? Uh, I think I did. I hooked up with uh, an old uh, an old teacher of mine. No. No? When I didn't tell you the story, have I not heard the story before? I would I not have heard this. When story I was before? a senior. Okay. In high school. Yeah. It, it was her first year. Okay. So you were a senior and she was what, like 20? She was probably 22. Okay. And she was a, a, a new teacher. Anyway. Um, You're, you were a freshman and she was a, she was a fresh face. Yes. Okay. She, she was probably about 22. Got it. 23. Okay. And uh, I always felt like she and I were making eye contact with each other. Okay. And then, uh, but regardless... Uh, but a lot. It was like all senior year, you know, I would, I would see her and I don't, or I'd always give her the eye. Right. And she would like look at it and be like, who's this creepy kid? Right. <laughs> and then look away. She was, she was like a fourth grade teacher, a third grade teacher or something okay. like that. Uh, anyway. Oh, so you were not her student. No, I was not her student. Okay. She was just, uh, she was there in the cl- in Got the it. school. Got it. And um, so then many years later, I think I was like uh, 22. Yeah. And uh, it was in my uh, ponytail, my long hair oh, and Jesus. two earrings phase. I remember, I remember that phase. It was it was dur- during the very first uh, Broken Lizard in New York City years. Right. I saw her at that bar Richter's late night, and I, and I look over and I see her at the bar. Okay. So you're a graduate. You're not a student at that point. I was a graduate. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that, nothing scandalous happened. Got there. it. The seed was planted way back when. So to speak. And, uh, well, and so what happened is, it's, very, it's a sordid tale. Okay. 
I I saw her and she was with a few people mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do because uh, like uh, I was just shy about uh, you know it's sort of like uh, she had awakened something in me but it, like <laughs> right. it, it suppressed it at the same time mm-hmm. and so my friends and I we were playing like flash bowling right or something like that and the owner of the bar Jerry because you know I, I was a regular sure as a lot of sure. us were sure he said uh, hey Steve. Uh, you go to a place called Dalton, <laughs> and I was, and I knew, I knew what was happening. I okay. said, uh, I did, I did, and he said, "This girl's a teacher there." <laughs> and so uh, I came over and I said hello, and I said I remembered her. And she okay, said so she, there was an acknowledgement of uh, knowing each other. She had actually asked the bartender, oh, "Do you know that guy? Who's just, that young fellow with the long hair and the earrings?" Well, the, I think uh, the yeah, work boots and the shorts, yeah, and the fringed uh, green suede jacket. <laughs> right. I don't think she was saying like, "Hey, that guy's." Hot. Who's that guy, Mr. Bartender? Because she was with people. Okay. I think she said, do you know that guy? I recognize that yeah, guy. Yeah, I recognize him. Who is that guy? Okay. And so I went over. I talked to her, and she was with um, a guy who was her boyfriend and another couple. Okay. Wait, and, a guy who was her boyfriend? Yes. Okay. And so she and I were, were chatting and, uh, and talking and having a good time. I might have even bought her a shot of Jägermeister. Yeah. And uh, this is a weeknight, by the way. It's a school Lemmy's night. favorite move. Okay, yeah. go. Yeah. That's the key right there. Right. And um, she, uh, so at, we, we were hitting off, and at some point her boyfriend got a little annoyed. Oh, okay. And he said, uh, hey, uh, by the way, everybody's a guido in the story. Okay, he gotcha. Said, we're going. Yeah. We're leaving. She said, no, I want to stay. Okay. And he said, we're, we're going. And she said, no, I want to stay. And he said, well, I'm leaving without you. And she mm. said, fine. Mm. And he left. Okay. He wasn't actually. He wasn't actually a Guido. I want, he was actually a scholarly type. You know? Probably right. She's a teacher. She got school tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. He had school tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a name like Oliver or something okay. like that. <laughs> and not okay. to d- disparage anyone named Oliver. Sure. But, you know, like a studious name. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Oliver. Right. Respectable studious name. Yeah. And um, anyway, so she and I hung out, and her friends left, and and pretty soon we were one ma- thing led to another. We we're making out at the bar. <laughs> okay. And we went back to her house. Okay. And, and did she have, like, school papers hanging around there, little pictures that teach the kids picked drew for her, and a lot of apples? That kind of stuff? <laughs> a lot of apples. <laughs> okay. A lot of apples. Okay. And uh, she, so we, uh, you know, we got it on. Okay. And uh, I think after uh, the, we we, the, we got it on, she... Did you guys role play? Like, you were back in uh, this, school? This time I was the teacher. Yeah. Mrs. Appleton, um, yeah. can you hit my knuckles with the ruler? Yeah, could you, uh, you know, I was hoping uh, you might uh, give me an A. <laughs> okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And maybe, maybe a C. <laughs> okay. You know, I'd like to give okay. you my C. Oh, well, that's gross. My D. Gross. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so you're, you, you had a little... Th- Got it on with her, so and we then we got it on. Yeah, and uh, she did feel badly about her boyfriend. Yeah, um, but what happened? It was it was a night of passion. And, sure, uh, primal. It was primal. We were still, uh, we, we you know we went to the to the wee hours of the morning, and then fell asleep. And she woke up with a start at Ooh. about like nine thirty or oh, ten o'clock in the morning. Oh boy! And there were I'm not kidding. There were about thirty messages on her. Uh, on her voicemail, right, and uh, she actually, you know, this is this is back in the nineties. She had sure. uh, an answering machine, right, and li- and then she hit. You play. made Mrs. Appleton late for school, didn't you? Well, she hit she hit play. <laughs> okay, and it was all like, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything okay? okay? You haven't called in yet. Are Oliver you, probably called. We're really worried about you. There might have been an errant uh, Oliver <laughs> call in there, but it was the school. So many teachers. Oh my god! Everyone concerned. 
And what happened? Maybe was, some of the teachers you knew also. Dalton. Oh, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. Dalton. She had uh, never, in her entire time there, in like the the six or seven years that she'd been there, she had never once um, called in sick. Stephen Carlos Lemmy, and now, deviant. And now here she was. Not only was she calling in sick, but she didn't even call. Uh-huh. She just didn't show up. They were worried about her. Wow. And. Sorry, I was with Steve Lemmy. Yeah, sorry, I was. Uh, you think your mom was teaching at Dalton still at that time, or uh? no? <laughs> she was not. She was not. Oh, that's weird. That would have been weird too. My son didn't come home. Once. I haven't heard from my son either. Huh? huh. That's hmm. weird. Everybody. Hmm. Mary worried. Beth Appleton hasn't come in yet today, uh-huh. and huh. I haven't heard from my son yet. Hmm. Huh? Weird. And well, they I, could never be. Well, well, then no. I, I come home smelling like apples. Whoa, oh, wait a <laughs> well, second. Hello. Oh. And then and she like comes knowledge. home. She comes to work <laughs> smelling like a uh, Jägermeister. Like <laughs> Jägermeister. So did she ultimately go to work or no? Uh, did she roll over? N- uh, she just called in sick. Okay. She, she, Smart. She said, "You know what? Oh my god, I didn't wake up. Like I'm, I'm so sick." Um, but all I could think about was that in that school, for the first time in six or seven years, was a classroom of, you know, third or fourth graders who were psyched and having the best <laughs> day of their lives. Thanks to thanks to what, Kev? Steve thanks, Lemmy. Thanks to who? You were still causing trouble in that school. Long after you graduated, you're still disrupting a third grade class. Like a bad disease. You son of a bitch. Like a virus. And uh, did you ever see Mrs. Appleton again, or was, that, uh, was it over? Um, we went out on a date after that. Okay. We agreed to get together, but like it was... One of those sorrowful dates. Like okay. Looking at like her stress lines were thick that that date, oh. and she was like, "I just feel so guilty about all of her." Oh God. And uh, so it was just one night of passion. Is what it came down to. It was one night of passion. I, th- you know, okay. I'm pretty sure I tried to like, you know, kiss her some more, and and, and uh, you know, I'm sure you did, and uh, lick her, you know, <laughs> easy lick her cheeks, easy. Now. But, uh, um, and so the reason you tell that story though is that you feel like the Chew Crew was was her class. Um, but I, Last like I, said, I, I think it's the photo negative. Okay. It's the photo negative. Right. We, they were sad that Mrs. Alphelton didn't come to school. Yeah. Our track record has been perfect. And Who were you boning last week that uh, you missed uh, doing the podcast? Uh, TBS. That, TBS. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe Miss Appleton still listens. listens yeah. So, to the Chew, so Chew Crew, we cheated on you with. Uh, we all. <laughs> Kevin and I both cheated on we you. We cheated on you with TBS. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm yeah. sorry, but we'll make it up for it to you. We got to. We're going to record a bunch of podcasts. We got a couple good guests lined up. We're mm-hmm. in good shape. But today, 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 we realize we have to get this one in under the wire here. Yeah. The Oscar picks. Mm. We last year we did the Oscar episode and it was a blast and uh, everyone really liked it. So we wanted to make sure we did it again this year. Y- you know what? If I was a good podcaster, I would have said the the boyfriend's name was uh, Oscar. Oh, you know, yeah, that little segue. But it probably would have fit. But it's an fit. O. It's an. It starts with an O and ends with an R. And ends with a scar. Oh, what's up? Oh, gross. Boy. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, the Oscars is this Sunday. And uh, Lemmy and I are fortunate enough to be some of those guys to get those screeners, right? So we've, yeah. we've caught up a little bit on some of these Oscars. I, and not all of them. Not all of them. This was a tough year because of the pilot. Yeah. TBS again. But um, you know what? I, you know, I'm going to I'm, I'm get on my soapbox for a second here, Lemmy. Kev, it's also a tough year. You want to know why? Why, Kev? Because these movies are all so heavy. Go on. Like, remember when we were when we were young, you know, you, you'd had, like, Star Wars in there, or, yeah. like, Rocky, or, you know, like, this, these movies, yeah. it's, like, it's become so to the point where you have to be super heavy in order for you to get into this category, and then it makes it not as, I mean, to me, you know, 
the movie making is the spectacle. It's the it's the fun. It's the entertainment. Yeah. And a lot of these movies, while they're amazing movies, they're, they, don't, they don't fit into that category to me. Sure. And so they're hard. To, it's hard to get up to watch them. Yes, I mean because you got to get down to watch them. Right, or they just bring you down. That's right. Yeah, Th- I mean, it, and it's not that they're great movies. They're great movies. They're, well, you know, uh, although I will say, I mean, there are there are great heavy movies. Yeah. Um, I don't want to watch them a second time. Exactly. And uh, you know, I mean, it's like, frankly, I'm not popping in Schindler's List for multiple viewings. You know what I'm saying? No, and I would uh, I would take Guardians of the Galaxy over any of these movies. Here's the thing. Tell me, Kev. That's what I think that is the best movie of the year. Okay. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the best movie of the year. And we might, you know, sound, you know. But the, the reality is, that's a, those are hard movies to make funny and exciting mm. and interesting. I think you brought out two soapboxes. And Keep I'll tell on. you, uh, uh, the guys, uh, you know, that movie was a fun movie. And those are the kind of movies I'm talking about. The movies that make it fun to go to the movies and make it... Wide, like you view it wide-eyed, and like you're a little kid again. You know those kind of movies, and uh, I think the Oscars has moved away from that. Well, as it, if those movies are frowned upon. It is uh, annoying that what is it, the Golden Globes? They have a special category for comedy or musicals. That's yeah. one category. Yeah. The more the more frivolous and loosey goosey category, in, in their opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, it's too bad because uh, the, the truth is, you you watch, you see some of the the movies that have won Oscars in, in years past, like Unforgiven and, and Braveheart, mm-hmm. and they are good movies. Even like Avatar, it's like you know, it's they've yeah. got something for everybody. Um, the Godfather, uh, you know, you can you can be you can be a serious film and still have fun. There, right, there can be humor. It can be like real life. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That I was. Uh, as like as I look through this this array of films, some great movies, but nothing you go to on a Saturday afternoon and get some popcorn and just get pumped, wide eyed watching a movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you, are you ever wide eyed when you watch a movie? Like, I do. You? I I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy this year, for example, with my kids, and and uh, and your eyes were wide, and I was like, you know, I had such a great time. It is great comedy and great action. And the performances are good, and the storytelling is good. I'll even say this. Yeah. I'll even say this. They had good emotional... Yeah, they stuff. had good heart. I mean, first of all, the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy was I'll even, uh, was more touching than anything. Yeah, and they handled it with humor, and they handled it with great soundtrack, and you know all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So. Every character had an emotional issue. Every character had a flaw. I mean, that's the definition of a great movie. Well, I'll tell you, my favorite movie of the year is Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll tell you okay. that right now. Okay. Okay. But that's not on our list. Yet. That's not on the list, right? Unfortunately, it's on the list. We've got to jump into the list here, which are good movies, you know? So let's do this. Let's go through the categories. Um, and then uh, I think last year we had, uh, we had some sort of bet. Oh, do we ever? I don't think we paid we it paid off anyway. But it might have been just been a gentleman's bet. Oh. You did beat me last year by I one. Know. I know. Um, all right, so let's, uh, let's All right, let's start. let's start by, um, uh, by the performance uh, by an actor in a supporting role. Okay. Okay. Re- read the performance off. by an actor in a supporting role. Some great uh, actors here. Yeah. Okay. You got Robert Duvall in The Judge. Yeah. You got Ethan Hawke from Boyhood. Yeah. Edward Norton from Birdman. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo from Foxcatcher. Yeah. J.K. Simmons from Whiplash. Okay. 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 Um, and I have seen all these movies. Okay. Surprisingly. What do you think? Uh, and I think it's a, this is the toughest. This is the, to me the toughest category. It's a tough one. 
I, I think J.K. Simmons is gonna is the front runner is gonna win it. Um, but I think some of these other guys, like I think Duval was good. You know, I, I liked the judge. It was a little schmaltzy for me at times. But um, my dad's a judge, so know, it is had that, a, it is had that why you liked the movie? I think so. I mean, it had some to- undertones of uh, you know. Oh, I was, mean, was your life in there? Not, not really, because my dad's not like like Duval. Um, you know, Duval was good far crustier, dancer. and uh, this was like the great Santini light. Okay, gotcha. You know I mean? Speaking of which, have you gone to Robbie Benson's um, IMDb page? No. <laughs> is he in? Is he, I I found myself there yesterday. Why? And he looks like uh, Burt Wonderstone. Oh, he does. Yeah, I don't. He wasn't in the Great Santini. Oh, uh, which one was he in? One on one. Yeah, he's in one on one. Also, a great movie. Okay. Okay, so Duval, I liked Ethan Hawke, Boyhood. Great job. Great job. I thought he was very, very likable in that movie. Yeah, he was cool. And, you know, to watch him age and watch him play different stages of life. Yeah. He's a very natural, comfortable uh, feeling Aging guy person. In those movies. Yeah. Uh, Edward Norton, great. Funny as shit in Birdman. That's my pick. Is it? Ed Norton uh, is my pick. I mean, I think he might be, you know, the, the best, but I, I think that uh, I don't think he's going to win. I would tell you, I, I would love... Uh, so to to go to your uh, first criteria, yeah, I think Edward Norton will win. Oh, I you think, do. Okay, I think J.K. Simmons should win. Okay, so you're picking Norton, yeah, and I'm picking Simmons. Uh, I'll say Ruffalo also great job in that movie uh, in Foxcatcher. Uh, he's a, he's one of the great actors of our era. I feel like he. I, it's it's funny because he's been a slow burn. Yeah. You know, he didn't just uh, jump out at people as a great actor, but he's proven himself to be quite versatile. He comes across as thoughtful, and uh, he uh, inhabits a character kind of in this movie. The other thing I like about Mark Ruffalo that I I sometimes find with some of the uh, quote-unquote better actors is that uh, he has a good sense of humor. Yeah, seems to have a good sense of humor. You don't always get Don't know the guy, but yeah, I guess he does. Uh, Okay. Have I met the guy before? Um, you know what? I, I remember that Jay and I were at Sundance one year. Okay. Um, it was the year that I was I, I went with, to support Open Water. Oh, okay. And uh, Jay was there because I think his wife was working at the festival. Oh, okay. And so he and I found ourselves there together, and we did a panel. Oh, uh, with Ruffalo? Yeah, and Ruffalo was on the panel. Nice guy or no? Really nice guy. Okay. Seems like a thoughtful guy. Yeah. Okay, and then J.K. Simmons uh, for Whiplash, and uh, the dude was phenomenal. He was kind of a force of nature. He's one of those amazing character actors that you you know you wait for him to get his due, you know, because mm-hmm. he's done so many things. Mm-hmm. And I think this is when he gets his due. I hope he does. I really hope he does because J.K. Simmons is is uh, a fantastic actor. Yeah. Okay. So we're on record. You're Norton. I'm Simmons. Okay. Okay. Performance by an actress in a supporting role. I got mine already. Okay. Go. I got Patricia Arquette, Boyhood. Excellent. Laura Dern, oh. Wild. Yes. Kira Knightley, The Imitation Game. Emma Stone, Birdman. Meryl Shreep, Into the Woods. Okay. Okay. Patricia Arquette, Boyhood. I thought she was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, you know, there there was one intangible that uh, I, I also thought helped her, which was the fact that her physical transformation in that movie was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, she went through a lot of stages in those 12 years. You know? Yeah, but, like, I found her, her performance to be very... Uh, it, it was without vanity. Yeah. And she certainly carried that movie. Yeah, and it was a hard role because at times she had to be more shrill, and then at times she was a victim. 
Yeah. You know, and at times, uh, but I, I thought she did a great acting job. Yeah, shrill, a victim, and also... A uh, loving mother. A loving mother and largely underappreciated yeah. by everyone in her life. And I thought one of the things I really liked about that movie was there's a moment at the end where she gets a bit of vindication yeah. or she gets some positive reinforcement. I thought that was a really nice yeah. uh, nice moment. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Laura Dern, Wild. I didn't see it. Didn't see it either. Okay, so we can't get on to that. Kira Knightley, Imitation Game. I did see it. Saw it. Uh, I thought she was good, you know. Uh, I, I don't feel like her role was gigantic. I guess that's what a supporting actress role is. Well, but, you know, uh, Patricia Arquette's supporting actress role is gigantic. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Um, Emma Stone. I thought she was great. Great. I thought she was great. Great, in funny. Uh, funny uh, and also dramatic and, and yeah. tortured, like very unlike uh, all the characters I've seen her play. Yeah. Uh, you know, a train wreck she, of a person. Yeah. But really a, a good uh, thing. And then Meryl Streep into the woods. Always great, although... I saw it. I give that movie the finger. I watched it. <laughs> Holy shit. I give that movie the what, finger. The finger, huh? Yeah. Well, that's a, a nod to Hollywood show. Most people I know have given the play the finger, and then by association, the movie the finger. Okay. Uh, I watched the movie with my kids, and uh, I just don't think it's a very well written play. And I don't understand. I don't understand. It has multiple endings. Uh, it's way too long. Tell me the music is not it. melodic. It's um, there's only one. There's only that one song that I thought was good. That Chris Pine song that they sing, that the princess sing or whatever. Well, that's, that's that was the that's, only because it was a funny good scene. That's the only good scene in the movie. Yeah, and um, and it's a, great, just, it's a great scene. It's a great scene, and I, you know, I had a hard time getting through it. And to my amazement, my kids watched it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's what kids do. Uh, but Meryl Streep was great. But I just I don't know. We watched it over Christmas. My dad was. Uh, was in town, and my wife's sister was in town, and she was really the driving force uh, behind wanting to watch it. That was the first of the screeners we watched, so we popped it in. And it was like 10 minutes in, I was like, oh my God, this movie sucks. And, uh, and, and we, we sort of tuned out and paused it. Like, we, like uh, I think we went and had dinner or something. Then we came back and got back into it again. And then more stuff happened, and my dad was like, no, wait. What is going on here? Why? And they were like, "Okay, it's, there's four plots going on." And it was like, and it was "But that's my point. It's not that the movie sucks. Like, it's a well-made uh, and a, a very interesting-looking adaptation of a play that's not a good play. Sure. But for some reason, people think it's a good play, but okay. it's not a good play. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if on stage there's something dynamic. Well, no, no, no. no, no. I know people I who goes have gone to the play and feel the same way. It's like there's no likable characters. There's no one you're rooting for. There's, I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, but that's not... Uh, we're, we're talking about Meryl Streep's performance. Sure. Okay. Good performance. And she's always great. But I'm not going to pick her. No, I'm not going to pick her. All right. Who do you think is winning? Patricia Arquette. Me too. And I think she deserves it. Me too. I'm uh, with you. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. So we got those banged out. Should we do writing? I don't have the writing in my... Uh, in uh, this uh, thing. Let's, let's, let's do... Um, yeah. Um, okay. Original screenplay. Okay. Give it to us. Okay. Um, we've got uh, Alejandro Inarritu for Birdman. Birdman and, and, and others for Birdman. Linklater for Boyhood. Mm. 
Max Fry and Dan Futterman for Foxcatcher. Oh, I love that Dan Futterman is, is a writer. <laughs> Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest Hotel. And Dan Gilroy for Nightcrawler. A uh, movie I liked. Yeah. Um, okay. I, you know, like I really like uh, Boyhood as a front runner. Yeah. Um, but in this case, I just feel like the script is simple. Yep. And uh, I think that I'm pretty sure, I think Birdman uh, should win because that was a very complex tale to tell. Yeah. I think so. That, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I, I agree with you. I think Boyhood, we can talk about it a little bit more, but yes, I think I think script-wise, it's not as impressive as a, as the actual feat of the making of the movie, which yes. is to be more impressive. I think Foxcatcher is decent. It's a little slow. I, I do find it... I mean, I am one of these guys who is hung up a little bit on what you're allowed to change from reality, mm-hmm. and I feel like there are a lot of uh, licenses that were taken with that story yep. in kind of a weird way, which uh, it, I'm not, I don't understand why they were taken necessarily, and I, I think it bastardized the story a little bit, you know, from the true-to-life story, and so I got a little bit of a problem with that. Okay. Um, and uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, I loved it. I have some thoughts on it. We can talk about it when we get to Best Picture. Okay. And uh, Nightcrawler, I also saw that movie, which I thought was good. But you know, I, I think Birdman. I agree with Birdman. Okay. I'm, I'm Birdman. There you go. All right. Okay. Adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. We got Jason Hall, American Sniper. Graham Moore, The Imitation Game. PTA for Inherent Vice. Mm-hmm. Anthony McCartan for The Theory of Everything. And Damien Chazelle for Whiplash. Um... You want to go? Yeah, you can go. Adapted screenplay. Boom. Um, I am going to say, in this case, it is uh, American Sniper. Okay. Um, I, I, I inherent vice. I didn't love. Uh, I did only watched half of it. And I think that, to me, was one of the issues. Is that I just never got very engaged. Yeah. Um, buy it. What are the other ones? Um, let's see. Whiplash. Yeah. Which I think I think was a cool script and a good script. I I mean I had a pro- some problems with it in terms of like. I mean you know I we can wait till the best picture conversation, but I'll just say I called bullshit on it a little bit in the sense that I, I don't believe that that kind of uh, tyranny exists in 2015. Yeah. I don't believe. I don't buy. I couldn't. I couldn't buy into the movie because I went to law school, and law school is famous for those professors who are assholes. Yeah. But even in, when I went to law school, kids don't put up with that shit anymore. Yeah. Kids are like, fuck you. Yeah. And I can't, I can't buy into the fact that that guy exists in real life. <laughs> yeah, I mean... So, it, it, that was my problem with the movie. It's interesting because th- that... I've had a lot of shitty teachers in my life. Yeah. And... That was, particularly, uh, I had a drum teacher. Okay, okay. And uh, who I fucking hated. Yeah. And I remember a lot of things about him. Like, I remember his his pit stains. (laughs) Like, I remember how sweaty he fucking was. (laughs) Yeah. I remember how shitty his skin was. Uh Uh-huh. I I remember how, like, as a kid, and I was a kid taking drums with this kid, uh, with this guy. I remember, like, 
how I'd look at his hair, and I was like, you got shitty hair too, dude. <laughs> and uh, I remember how he always had a cool watch. His watch was really sweet. Okay. And uh, and But he was so cruel to me. Yeah. Because I couldn't keep the beat. Okay. And what we didn't realize was <laughs> it was because I didn't have a calf muscle in my right leg. Okay. Okay. And I couldn't hit I couldn't hit the uh, the bass drum. I couldn't keep the rhythm with the bass drum. Okay. Um or was I using the the hi-hat with that right foot? Now That I would be a remember. great name for your autobiography. Can't, can't keep, the keep the beat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that it like it, it so it was a sore subject for me. Like I, I like I remember and then the, but strangely he was, you know, my dancer, my, my sister was a ballet dancer and was a ballerina for the, the New York City Ballet. And, yeah. Uh, so she would dance in the Nutcracker every year, the, the big one at Christmas time at Lincoln Center. The big one. The big one with uh, Brishnikov. She danced with Brishnikov. Right, right. And um, I remember going to it, and the highlight for me was the fact that my teacher, my drum teacher, was in the orchestra. Okay. He played. Hey, there you go. He played like one of the drum, like like the fucking Tommy drums, or I don't even know right. what he played. Like he played, he played a big one, like bong, a bass drum or something. Right. And I thought that was cool. And I remember going up and being like, "Hey, Mr. Bush." Right. His name was Bush. His name was Mr. Bush. Okay. My my music teachers were crazy. I had a music teacher named Mr. Reefer, which uh, <laughs> I didn't know what his name meant back then. A- yeah. And then uh, I also had a an acting teacher. So I remember. Uh, also, my, my first acting teacher at the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute, her name was uh, Demetra Arliss. Yeah. I might have even told a story on the podcast before, but she and I butted heads. Okay. And I thought she was a tremendous bitch. Okay. And she, like, there were, we got into a huge screaming match one time at, uh, in front this of- an acting teacher. Yeah, an acting teacher in front of the whole class. Okay. And it was that fight that, uh, you know, that got me to realize that uh, I, I was like, I guess acting is just bullshit. Acting is just pretend. <laughs> I just have to make her believe that I'm feeling this fucking bar of soap that doesn't exist in my hand. Right. And so then I just made her believe it. And that was the beginning of my understanding of acting. Okay. And then in the weeks that would follow, she actually would bring me up on stage to uh, to use as her example of somebody who was, who was blossoming like a flower. Oh, oh. And even another another student came up to me and said, "Do you know that when you walked by yesterday, she looked at me and she said, "See that student right there? That one is flourishing." Mm. So I told her to, I did tell her to fuck off. Okay, and that uh, actually helped our relationship and helped me learn. It helped. I was the one who needed to fuck off. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was a good experience then. Yeah, but that, I guess that's uh, again, this is more of a comment on the movie Whiplash. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think Whiplash is a is a smart movie. I think it's a great acting. Some of it I just didn't buy into. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So uh, adaptive screenplay. Are you? What are you picking? Are I'm, you? I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying uh, American Sniper. You go American Sniper. Okay. I'm going Imitation Game. Okay. I'm going Imitation Game. All right. Uh, yeah, I just you know the thing about Imitation Game is I didn't find it to be a great film. I liked it. I thought it was a, a well-made film. Uh, uh, I think it's one of those ones that'll win uh, a writing. Uh, Oscar. Okay. I don't know. All right, cool. Okay, great. What's next? Okay. Uh, perform- this is my worst category because I don't know if I've seen any- I've seen one of these movies. Performance by an actress in a leading role. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm uh, going to read them. Should I read them? Yeah, do it. Marion Cotillard. Y- yeah. I ha- for Two Days, One Night. Yep. Felicity Jones, Theory of Everything. Yep. Julianne Moore, Still Alice. Yep. Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. Yep. And Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Uh, now, I've seen the middle three. 
Oh, you have? Yeah. Um, I've only seen Gone Girl. Okay. I've seen one of these movies. Okay, okay. And I think Rosamund Pike was great and hot. She was. And crazy. I don't know that I was. And crazy. Yeah. And crazy. And she fucked up Doogie Howser. Dude. (laughs) Mid O. <laughs> oh, I don't want to give it. I don't want to give any. We, we shouldn't give anything away. I guess that movie's been out for a year, though. You know, movie came yeah, out yeah, like yeah. a fucking. Yeah. I mean, I don't give anything away. Spoiler yeah. alert: uh, Rosamund Pike was great in that movie. I don't think she wins. No, I don't think she wins either. Um, so you saw you saw these uh, you saw uh, Theory of Everything. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Is uh, it good? I guess we can get to that. It, okay, it was. It you, was. It was Felicity Jones. Good. I guess we should she, be asking herself. The acting is actually the strongest thing in that movie. Okay. I mean, the the, the, the it's a good movie. Uh, well, what about Julia Moore? Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to watch that movie. You watch, you actually watched that movie about early onset Alzheimer's. You know, uh, it's funny though because it's like this is one of the surprising things about my wife mm-hmm. is uh, certain movies just capture her attention. Okay, like you know, like her her favorite channel is uh, is TCM Turner Classic Movies. Okay, she's like, I love them ones when they speak with the British accent because <laughs> it like it gets me sleepy. I don't go to bed like that. It makes me feel all like educated and shit. Yeah, I'm like classy, like my fair ladies and shit. <laughs> uh, n- no, no, like she, she loves, she loves old films. But okay. uh, so still, Alice, like every now and then, she'll see something. She'll be like, "I just want to see it." I'm okay. like, "All right," and okay. then we'll watch it. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay, it's good." Um, and so you watched it. Was it a good movie? Uh, it's it's one of the movies that makes you hate um, these Oscar uh, nominated movies because they're so heavy. So heavy. It's sad. Yeah. As fuck. And you know, I get. I, get, I mean, we 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 shouldn't be pussies in terms of significant issues like Alzheimer's. But no, Alzheimer's is a real. <laughs> but thing. sometimes, you know, you want to have some entertainment. <laughs> sure, sure. But now that said, yes, I think Julianne Moore wins the Oscar. God, it's my pick too. Okay. I haven't even seen it. Okay, I'm just picking her because I buzz? think they're going to give it to her. You just going off. Buzz? Well, you know, it's like it's like a that's the kind of role. Sure. That, you know. But it's kind of like, the Oscar. It's kind of like last year. You know, you kept hearing McConaughey's name for Dallas Buyers Club, and then you see the movie, and you're like, "Got it? Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, he's great." All right, so we're, we're not uh, we're not so far apart, you and I, Lemmy. We ne- are we ever? Oh yes, or are we ever? <laughs> okay, go. All right, performance by an actor in a leading role. Yeah, we've got. Carell for Foxcatcher. Yeah. Bradley Cooper for American Sniper. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, Imitation Game. Yeah. Birdman, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne, The Theory of Everything. Yeah. I think this one comes down to two guys for me. I think so, too. And, uh, and there's the guy I think is going to win, and there's the guy I want to win. There you go. I, I, I think it's probably... we probably. I, although, the guy I want to win is the guy who I think is going to win, so... Oh, okay. Uh, Carell, I think it's not fair, because I think, you know, the, uh, the annoying thing about Foxcatcher, to me... Is how little um, uh, Channing Tatum is getting uh, kudos. He is the he's the lead actor in this movie. Yeah, Carell is a supporting role in this thing, and uh, and uh, Channing Tatum does a fantastic job in that movie. I mean, he is great in that movie. So and like he does like a a serious acting role. You know, again, he assumes character and he has to you know do the wrestling stuff and act and be, you know, I think he does a really great job and I think he gets shit on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, across the board. Cause I also think the dude's funny as shit. He is great. I mean, in the, in the 21 jump street movies and you know, the dude, he's, and he fucking can dance. Dude, he can dance like, like a no motherfucker. Other. Dude, he can dance like no other. Yeah. And I thought in Foxcatcher, he showed he can do dramatic 
and uh, do a great job at it. And so I think he gets he's getting fucking slighted here because Carell, who also did a fantastic job, unrecognizable job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that, I think he's a supporting actor. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll, I'll nod back to a 2006 film called Beer Fest and a little <laughs> actor named Steve Lemmy who was, did an unrecognizably good job. Right. Who got hosed from the Oscars. Um, but Eddie Redmayne, I haven't seen The Theory of Everything. Uh, and I hear an, he, an unbelievable performance. In fact, he's a dude that could dark horse this whole thing. That's what I th- I'm thinking. Like he could sneak in there. He could dark horse it. Like he's he's the wild card. Like the two guys who I think are the front runners. Yeah, could come up empty because this guy uh, comes in and takes it. Anyway, that's my theory of everything. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the theory of everything Holy by Steve Levy. Yeah. Uh, Cumberbatch also did a very good job. Love I don't think he wins. You know I love Cumberbatch. I know you love Cumberbatch. But I don't love him for this. Uh, I think he did a fantastic job in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I don't think so. Um, uh, so it comes down to those two guys. Which you Now, uh, Bradley Cooper, I think, did a fucking amazing job in that movie. Yeah. Like, physically changed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, adopted that Texas mm-hmm. uh, twang, which, you know, I thought was very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't th- I don't think he wins because of the controversy of this movie, which we can discuss okay. in the Best Picture thing. Okay. But I think, I think you won't see a lot of Academy members uh, voting that for political reasons, which is wrong okay. and misguided, I feel like. But we can discuss that okay. when we get to the pictures. Okay, uh, the I pictures. think. Uh, see, I, so you're saying, and your vote goes for Keaton. You My vote goes for Keaton. Okay, and he's the one you want to win. And he's the one who I, I think should win. Okay, see, that's interesting. I think Bradley Cooper is going to win. Okay, and but I think Michael Keaton uh, should win, and he's the guy I want to win. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think Michael Keaton does an amazing job, and I fucking love Michael Keaton. I've always loved Michael Keaton. Um. Uh, it, since it, Night Shift I mean, Night Shift be. Was what 1981 82 or yeah, something, something like, that. like that I remember that was like Him and the Fonz Yeah That's when we like First got cable And it was one of those movies That like would run over And over again And you just mm-hmm. watch The shit out of it mm-hmm. He's so you fucking the funny shift out of it. So great Yeah um, Yeah no I, I uh, It's It's funny It's you know It's life imitating art Yep uh, uh, And hopefully he won't Try to fly out Of a window But uh, he was fantastic in that movie, and I'm psyched that he is nominated for this, and I hope he wins. Yeah, I mean, he was just great. Yeah, because he's funny and tragic, and you know, I think the guy deserves it. I think the guy's a good actor. He's been a good actor for a long time. Yeah, I I would say underappreciated. Yeah, Um, because he's one of those guys who has a sense of humor. Yep. But Cooper, you know, uh, love him or hate him, I thought the guy did an amazing job in that movie. Um, okay. Moving right along. Best director. Birdman, Alejandro Inaritu. Yes. My, and my pronunciation is still good there? You're the best. Okay. Uh, Boyhood, Richard Linklater. Yeah. Foxcatcher, Bennett Miller. Yeah. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Wes Anderson. Okay. The Imitation Game. All right. Morton Tildum. Okay. Those are your five choices. Uh, I have seen all of these movies. Isn't that good? That's great. I've seen all these movies. So you know. Uh, and I can tell you my thoughts. All right. Um, 
I thought uh, Bennett Miller did a good job. Uh, I, I don't think he's in my running uh, for Foxcatcher. I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. Um, a lot. Uh, but again, yes, yeah, some weird uh, straying from the truth. Sure. I feel like, and you know, we can talk about that with American Sniper too, but uh, anyway, Foxcatcher. Um, Imitation Game also liked it. Felt it was a little chilly to me. Um, I like a little more comedy in my in my action, sure, my, my business. Sure. But uh, that's you know that's me, of course. Yeah. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. You see it? You see that Budapest Hotel? I haven't. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, I, you know, it's a super impressive directorial feat. Yeah. Um, the performances are great. The production design is great. The shot design is great. Um, it's just a little... There's something a little cold also. But there's just something like... I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you honestly, it took me a couple of viewings to get through it. Okay. Um, is it a parlor uh, comedy type thing? Uh, it kind of is, but it's just, you know, it's like... I feel like, you know, he moves and moves with each movie farther into the more precious realm. Yeah. Where it's very precious... It's very smart and funny and talented people, but there's just something overly precious about it, which I think hurts, in my mind, as an enjoyable movie experience. Okay. I mean, it's an enjoyable movie, but it's not like. But that's a. It's style. like looking at a nice painting. It's like not. It's like. Um, well, the precious and the painting are two different things. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of these films are, are beautiful. I mean, Birdman is. Uh, is an extraordinary painting. That's a canvas, an amazing canvas. The no, but I'm talking about like you spend your time like looking at the canvas as opposed to being invested or interested in the story, and that's what happens to me. Like like it happened to me in this movie where it's like, like I said, I'll, I'll watch like a half an hour of it, and you're looking so much at the canvas, mm-hmm. and you know the story uh, is not as interesting. Sure, it's not as engaging as it as it needs to be for me. Yeah, you need to be gripped by the throat. Um, no, I don't need to be. I, I can be gently grasped by the throat. Well, sometimes it's nice to be clutched by a film. <laughs> it is. No, I know that, but I'm just saying. Like, I just I find like the the yeah the the artistic elements of it overwhelm the storytelling elements of it, mm-hmm. maybe to its detriment. Uh, and then in terms of the precious, I have always, uh, you know, if I'm ever going to knock one of his films, and I and I. Respect the achievements that he. Uh, oh, I mean, he's his, super talented. I mean, yes. There's no question about that. Um, but you know, I think precious, maybe a little, uh, like a cute, a cuter sense of humor, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I know it's a genre. It has become a genre, and a lot of people like that. I don't happen to be one of those. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like because it has our. You know, it has our elements to it. Certainly. Radar elements. Some hard R? Is there any hard R? Um, like full frontal? No, yeah. No full frontal. There's no male ass? No. Oh. Um, okay, so uh, 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 to me, I think it comes down to Boyhood and Birdman. Mm-hmm. And um, here's what I will tell you I think about. I find Birdman to be a more impressive directorial uh, achievement. Sure. Uh, I find Boyhood to be a more impressive producerial achievement. Yeah. Like to to create that product or that project and create that movie Boyhood over that span of time and have the vision to do that, it's a great 
vision of putting a movie together. Um, but I was more impressed by Birdman as a directorial uh, achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, therein sort of lies the conflict for me. Because typically, best film and best director go hand in hand. Yeah. And I agree with you in the in the same way that the movie Gravity was visually impressive. Yeah. Um, I thought Birdman left that one in the dust. It was yes. not only visually impressive, there was, I mean, some amazing shots, some amazing special effects, some amazing continuity. And the, the way it was mapped out, the, the single shot kind of effect that yeah. they were trying to achieve, yeah, the I felt required an incredible amount of choreography. Absolutely. Um, which was impressive to me. Yeah, so from a purely directorial standpoint, it's incredible. Yeah. On the other hand, I found myself so taken by the movie Boyhood. Yeah, no question. And, yeah, I mean, what an ambitious thing. And then, you know, even hearing about the behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's literally, it was still, that whole thing was a shoestring budget, and it was, they would shoot, like, I think three days each year. Yeah. And... Um, you know, there was there was a natural evolution of the characters. You know, the growing process, the the changing of these people that uh, that helped. But I just, you know, I found the scope of it to be great. Uh, it makes me feel that that's the best film of the year. Okay, okay, that is my pick for the best film. Now I'm ahead of myself. Okay, but, you're way ahead of yourself. But the re- I say that to work backwards. Okay, which is that then you know my sort of empirical knowledge of the way these things work is that link later should win Best Director. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, 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 I feel like the other dude may get it. But I'm going to say Linklater gets Best Director. Okay. There we disagree. And I, thought, I mean, I love Linklater. I think Linklater is like a great combination of like uh, humor and heart, you know, and... Uh, you know, he has a great contemporary ear and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think the guy's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I was, I think I was just very impressed with Birdman, personally. Yeah, well, I, it's, uh, it, Birdman is an amazing, it's a spectacle. Yeah. It's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. There there were shots I couldn't figure out how he got. And, uh, you know, uh, but Linklater, I, you know, I think there may be an element that Linklater deserves it. Uh, you know, he's been around for a while. He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. He has had a, a wide variety of, of projects, of, yeah. of types of projects that he's directed. And, you know, this is uh, one of his slice-of-life projects. But this one feels to me like it could be one of the best slice-of-life films ever made. Uh-huh. Okay. Because, you know, many slice-of-life life movies you see deal with a small slice. Mm-hmm. Whereas he, t- he took a big slice. Like a wedge? He took a wedge? He took more than a wedge. Okay. He, he left Half a wedge. Half a pie? Half he a left pie? A, no, he left a wedge. He left a wedge. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, he took the wheel. <laughs> and uh, I really liked it. You know, it was... Uh, Me too. Me too. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was great. So I'm going Linklater. You know, I also, I think, which I want to say this, because I, I feel like she doesn't get uh, as much credit, but I thought his daughter... Like... 
you know, there are a lot of them are talking about the kid and, you know, uh, 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 and, you know, the kind of journey he went on. But I thought the daughter was very impressive. Like, I thought she was a more compelling actor than the kid was. I think uh, she to see her through the different stages of being like a precocious little girl and then the teenager. And I, I thought the daughter did fantastic acting. Well, it's it was interesting because pretty early on in that film... I was wondering why they were calling it boyhood. Yeah. Because it seemed to be more of a tale of a family. Now, I, I know it's told from his perspective, and yet they do spend more time with the, with the kid. Yeah. Um, but for a great amount of time in that movie, I thought it was their story. Yeah. And the story of the mom and the dad. I don't think she's getting enough kudos, Linklater's daughter. Uh, yeah, that was the other thing. I didn't know it was Linklater's daughter going into it. Yeah. Um, and... I kind of liked, I admire the casting because, uh, which I have in a lot of his movies where sometimes he doesn't get glamorous actors. Yeah. He just gets sort of real looking actors. But he's great with the actors. I mean, uh, yeah. Know, from Days and Confused, you know, slacker. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so the last one left. It's the big one. Okay. The big boy. Yeah. Um, Read him. Here we go. There's a bunch, there's eight of them. Read them, and then we'll just go down the list in order and we okay. can discuss. American Sniper. Yeah. Birdman. Yeah. Boyhood. Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. Imitation Game. Yeah. Selma. Yeah. The Theory of Everything. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. Yes. All right. Do we start at the top? Start at the top. American Snipe A. American Sniper. Um, Powerful. Uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, I, you know... I will say this, if you want to talk about the pl- politics of the situation. Like, I I know where Clint Eastwood's politics lie. Sure. Uh, I know where my politics lie, which are very different from Clint Eastwood's. And uh, I feel like uh, I know who directed the movie, and I'm very aware of it. And as I watched the movie, I didn't necessarily perceive there to be any political agenda. commentary or agenda. I thought he was portraying the situation of this guy. And, you know, and it's what I love about Eastwood's movies is that he is a bare-bones guy. He's kind of a no-bullshit, straightforward guy. And I love that about his movies, whether it's Unforgiven or Gran Torino or any of that kind of stuff. And I felt like American Sniper was falling into that vein for me. I know that people have talked about, like, um, you know, whether it is agenda and the glorification of war and, and the simplification of war. And I get that. But, you know, I think the guy was telling a story about a guy who was had a certain role in that war and the effects on him. And, you know, there are also other political issues about how true it is and whether Chris Kyle is a true portrayal of his life and whether these stories were true and whatever it is. And I get that, and, you know, I'm sensitive to that, and I don't know the answers to that. But uh, I think that it was a well-made movie and a well-acted movie. And I think that the po- political arguments around it are a little unfair, uh, because I, I, you know, as a guy who's on the more liberal side of things, I didn't perceive there to be any kind of message. I was actually surprised. You know, I mean, I guess it's to be expected a, a film like that. I was surprised that it, that uh, there was so much commentary about it. Well, I mean, you know, uh, people embrace that too. Like the people who maybe are, are more uh, kind of on the right wing or whatever it is, we're embracing the film as a message thing too. So it wasn't just one side attacking, you know? Mm-hmm. I think as much as 
uh, people may have been attacking it, there was a whole group of people who, you know, for the wrong reasons were embracing it. Yeah. And that probably perpetuated the whole thing to me. Yeah, yeah I think, that, you know, that's always been around in our culture. I think certainly in the past 20 years um, has become a little more prevalent as well. But I mean, I think American Sniper is definitely one of the best movies I saw this year. I think Bradley Cooper had one of the best performances this year. And uh, I thought, you know, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a well-made movie. I thought it was good. I, and um, I, I actually don't always love Clint Eastwood's movies. Yeah. You know, they're like, uh, like Million Dollar Baby and um, Mystic River. I was not a huge okay. fan. Okay, I liked both of those. Um, I think he's a minimalistic guy, and I think I'm a minimalistic guy. You are probably, a minimalist, probably, for sure. Probably but Million why. Dollar Baby I thought was cheap. I thought that was like... Oh, uh, I guess like heartstringy kind of... It's like, listen, you know what? I'll tell a story like that, too, about a, a guy... You can be the star of it, Kev. Be like, <laughs> okay. You want to get into uh, figure skating, and the odds are against you because you're not um, seen as a typical figure skater. Yeah. But you go for it, and no one believes in you, but then you're... you're well, does, that story's been told a lot before, and then, yes. Yeah, and then... But I think... You start to make it, and then you know what happens? Yeah. You slip and you break your neck at the end of the second act. <laughs> right. And then you chew your tongue out Spoiler and you lose alert. your arms and legs Spoiler and alert. you commit suicide. I right. could do that too. Sure, sure, sure. I get it. But I think, and I think that there are some some wrong notes in that movie. I think that her family, like I think, was it Margot Martindale? Whoever plays her mom and her family was certainly cartoonish. And I feel like, you know, the Jay Baruchel character was certainly cartoonish. Mm-hmm. But, uh,. I liked the Clint Eastwood character in that movie, and I think that that you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was it was a good movie, um, but I I mean I certainly like American Sniper better. I like Unforgiven better. Yeah, uh, Gran Torino I think is fantastic. I like Gran Torino better, uh, but I you know I, I like that. So okay, yeah. okay, but I don't think it's going to win. I don't think it's going to win either, uh, and I think it's not going to win for political reasons, which is unfortunate. Okay, uh, okay, Birdman. If there were no politics, do you think it it uh, would win? Uh, I guess po- politics will always. Well, I, I think I have a better chance. What I'm saying is, like, I think there would be, a, you know, let's not kid each other. The the academy, I think, probably skews a little more to the left, mm-hmm. and that um, and that this movie has been more embraced by the right. Sure. Not that that should be, and that I think that that will I think that factors into the voting. Kev, I actually am in the mood to kid each other. Let's kid each other. Okay. Let's not kid each other. Okay. All right. Next. All right. Should I skip over some of these other? Uh, let's let me bounce around a little bit, okay? All right, the Grand Budapest Hotel. You didn't see it. We talked about it uh, uh, enough. I, I I feel it's a super impressive accomplishment, but it it's a little. Uh, I wasn't compelled by the story of it mm-hmm. as I wanted it to be. Yeah, and so uh, uh, is is it drama? Is is it light comedy? Oh, it's comedy. Okay. No, it's comedy. Yeah, I, it's all comedy, and it's not necessarily light comedy. There's there's great comedy in it. There's great com- like Ray Fiennes is fucking great in it. Ray Fiennes is awesome in this movie. Okay. Um, well, he he wasn't nominated for anything. No, but he should have been. I mean, he's he's that good in this movie. Like he, he is good of a comic performance as you'll see in this movie. Better than uh, Valdemort. <laughs> better than Valdemort. Than his turn as Valdemort. Yes. Or he better than his turn as Valdemort. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. I great. Don't, I don't think a movie like that can win the Academy Award. I don't think they give it to those movies. It's just yeah, because there's not a there's not a, a, a warm side to it. You yeah. know, it's it's cool colors. You know what I mean? It's sure. Uh, it's not going to uh, attract the heart 
string type situation. Okay. okay. Imitation Game. Uh, another very well-made movie. Uh, another movie that left me a little, not cold, because I think it, you know, it's a very strong uh, uh, kind of uh, pro-gay kind of anti-discrimination story. Mm-hmm. Uh, an amazing story to think that th- that uh, the guy, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I've heard different uh, levels of the truth and how much really this guy was involved and whatever it was, but I mean, to know that a guy uh, criminalized for his uh, sexual uh, uh, orientation was a guy who was instrumental in winning this war. I think it's a great story. Winning the war and also developing the first. Uh, yeah, the computers. Computer. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great story. I, 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 I just, uh, I don't know. It didn't. Uh, I don't think it wins. Um, Selma. Do you see Selma? I did not see Selma. I didn't either. I don't. Th- well, I didn't receive a screener. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, that's the thing about this, which I think is a sad thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we are now in that range where we get these screeners. And this, to me, was a clear situation. If I don't get the screener, I'm not going to see the movie. Yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. But. It's unfortunate. For, I mean, you know, as a, for me as a parent of two small children, a three-year-old and a yeah, two-month-old, exactly. I don't <clears> – it's impossible for me to get I'm to not going to go to the movie theater these eight, to see these eight movies. You know what I mean? No. Like I, if someone sends me one and I put my kids to sleep and I can pop it into the thing and watch it at home, then I'm fine with it. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I didn't get that chance with Selma. No, no, I didn't get it, and I'm and I, I'm actually surprised that they didn't because I, I am too. There's a lot of talk about how they've been snubbed across the board. Yeah, um, but they may not have capitalized on the you know. Well, I mean, if you know, talking politically uh, within the um, the guilds and the uh, what the hell the academy. Yeah, there is a huge Oscar push that all of these studios do for their movies. Yeah, and. You know, uh, timing is everything. I think there there are a lot of movies that have shot their load too too soon, but uh, you know, you still have to represent yourself, and I think they have not been represented. Yeah, um, and they're paying the price. I haven't seen it. I couldn't see it. I haven't seen it either, and uh, uh, I I will see it, and I, I'd like to see it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like in this world of like, you know. The studios putting these movies out and making the pushes and knowing that they make more money that way. I don't know why. When I get a screener of like some deep cut movie that's never even going to get nominated, sure, I don't get a screener for Selma. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, I so there's success problems, I guess. Yeah, that's a success problem. <laughs> Except that you know th- that uh, if I mean, vote on shit, then they should you know. Yeah, but then they can't. You can't complain about being snubbed, right? If exactly. you're not willing to play the game, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I got, I got, so, I got, you know, so many movies that didn't even show up anywhere on any of these lists. Yeah, they sent them out to people. Yeah. So, um, okay, Theory of Everything. I did not see. I saw it. Good movie. Yeah. The the real life story obviously is amazing. The acting is amazing. Like I was saying for the uh, for the screenplay. Or not for for the uh, for the best actor, I think he's a dark horse. Yeah, I don't really think that holds true for this. Okay, the filmmaking is great. Picture. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna watch it. It's a it's a it's a it's a great. It's a great movie. It's a great story. It's competently done. Now, now having watched it, will, will will you never tell another Stephen Hawking joke again, or no? 
You make it sound <laughs> like I walk around telling Stephen Hawking jokes. The, uh, the sad thing is that in our uh, new special, it's being edited. Um, we do have the Stephen Hawking version of that joke. Not anymore. Is it gone? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> and, uh, and only afterwards did we actually discover... A better joke. A, a, a wonderful plum of a joke. <laughs> right, right. That went in that space. Sure. Sure. Um, but that's, I guess, the punishment, the karmic punishment. It is. It us. is. And I edited it out of the special so that no one will know. Yeah. And that was something know. that we, we always talked. We went back and forth about, like, we did it, and then we didn't like it, and stopped doing it. And then it was like, well, we, we need to have something to put there. And so we put it back in. <laughs> and nobody knows what we're talking about unless you've actually seen the live show. Right. Because we're never going to let But you. let it be known that it was a Stephen Hawking joke. Yeah. Not a cruel one, but just a... a, a we did... Right. But now you know a little bit more about the man, and you've seen the movie, and yeah, the uh, you can be more sensitive about it. The story is great, and it really makes you appreciate him as a person. The acting is is terrific. I just uh, I don't think it can win. Okay. Um, okay. Although you know what, it uh, it has all the ingredients. Okay. I'll throw it up there as my dark horse candidate. Okay. Okay. Whiplash. You did not see. But I've seen. Yeah. Right? Again, uh, smart movie, uh, great performances. Um, I didn't necessarily buy into the world so much. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, that might be out of my ignorance. Uh, but uh, I, don't think it, I don't think it wins. Um, okay, so now we come down to our two ones that seem to be fighting back and forth for us all along. Birdman. Okay. And? Uh, so let's go Birdman. The Killer Bees. Yeah. Birdman, Birdman and Boyhood, which I think are the two front runners in my mind. Yeah. Um, Birdman. God, this is a hard choice between these, these two. You know, these, they're two incredibly different films. Yeah. One is an amazing slice of lice, life accomplishment. You said, that, I, you said that twice now. Slice, slice of, of lice. It's tough to say slice of gross. life. Gross. <laughs> slice of, I'll have a slice of life. <laughs> Gross. Um, I, I do find it to be one of the most accurate port, uh, slice of life. Sure, it's a very natural movie. It's natural, yeah. and yeah. that's, you know, like, because uh, I know there are some people who don't like the movie, and I've been defending it to a lot of people, and I, you know, the thing I say to them is that, you know, they, they say, oh, it's boring, nothing happens. And I say, well, you know, look, I, I like big Hollywood movies, like probably more than the average person. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like my, the cynical part of me tells them about the development process and how, you know, every, uh, studio says we, we want to see an arc, a character arc. We need you to learn something at the end. The thing I like about boyhood is that, you know, it's not necessarily about that. He's, he's still learning is the whole point, you know, yeah. like he's different of course, cause he's gotten older and he's learned through experience, but, he, you look at what's going on with his parents. They're experiencing so much more than he is. You know, the, yeah. They have, you know, they have uh, the experience of being parents. Sure. First of all, sure. And that's just it. It's like life. Life isn't as simple. It's not as black and white as just saying like, hey, you know, somebody needs to redeem themselves in a film, yeah. or he's, you know, he's got to discover something about himself and change. Mm-hmm. Life just keeps moving forward, man. Life moves forward. Right. Shit happens. Yep. And that, to me, is, is, is the refreshing thing. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't really say enough good things about it. Okay. Not for everyone, sure. Sure. So that's your choice? I think, well, okay, so then there's Birdman. Yeah. I really do think Birdman is an amazing uh, filmic achievement. Yeah. 
and I think the performances are great in that. I loved, I I, I loved all of that. I loved. Uh, I thought Michael Keaton was amazing. Yeah, one of his best things. I thought Ed Norton was fucking fantastic. Great, hysterical. And uh, you know, I liked all the visual, and I liked I liked what we talked about the the continuous nature of, of the one shot type feel. I guess for me, ultimately, it kind of it was the story that I just wasn't. It didn't totally take me. Okay. You know. Sure. So, while I think it's got just as good a shot, uh, I would like Boyhood to win, and I think Boyhood will win. Okay. So, you're going Boyhood. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Birdman. Okay. And, uh, I don't know, I just feel I was I was more kind of engaged in Birdman, I felt like. Yeah, I think that's gonna win. Okay, that's me. Kev, sometimes all you need is a feeling. You just but you know what, Lemmy? I like this one. Let's go back to what we said earlier, though. Okay. Yeah. All these movies are good. They're all winners. Best movie of the year? Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Let's talk about Guardians. Can we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? I thought we did. Didn't we already talk about it? Let's talk more about it because it doesn't. You know, it's uh, we you and I have gone. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. And we've even narrowed it right down to like the DC movies versus the Marvel movies. Yeah. And the difference between them, we both agree, comes down to the sense of humor. Yes. Um, you know, it's, for me personally, and it's hard to watch a movie. I'm not, I'm not going to watch too many movies more than once if they're not making me laugh. You yeah. know, like, I mean, okay, I, you, I, I take that back. I take yeah. that back because, you know, it's like Shawshank Redemption and The Godfather. Yeah, but you know what? You don't have to, you don't have to, they don't have to be comedies. Yeah. Like, The Godfather has some great moments and some funny moments. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, that's the hard part is to, is to in, inject humor into otherwise not humorous movies or genres or whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that, about these movies. And, and that's the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is like, People are always whining about, like, oh, all the studios make are superhero movies and remakes. And that's maybe true. And it certainly has moved more in that direction, you know. But it doesn't mean that they, when someone makes a good one, that we should shit on it or that we shouldn't get it to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is a movie that was engaging and funny and well done from top to bottom. Yeah. And, uh, and everyone we've met, like, you know, like people, hate, like, we sat in a room with Russell Simmons, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't like these kind of movies. I went and saw this movie twice because yeah. that's how good I think it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you, different people from all kinds of different places like the movie. And and the bottom line is, to me, you want to go into a thing and be told a great story and have fun during that story. And whether that fun comes in the form of humor or action or whatever it is. And um, if a movie does that, it should get its due. Well, I by think the Guardians way, of the Galaxy did that. By the way, Guardians of the Galaxy, totally original. I mean... Uh, the raccoon character, Bradley Cooper, I thought he was going to bug the shit out of me. I was like, oh, they're going cute. <laughs> there was nothing cute about that character. <laughs> sure, sure. He was a little fucking dick rodent. <laughs> right. But I love that guy. And he had, he, like, so totally original storytelling. And, and, you know, I think Birdman and I think uh, um, Boyhood are original films as well. Yeah. But, uh, like you are saying, from top to bottom, it's that opening scene is a real gut-wrenching, heartfelt scene. Yeah. With the main character as, as a little boy. Right. Next time you see him, Chris Pratt, he's fuck, he's listening to his 80s uh, mixtape, yep. and he's fucking lip-syncing into the bodies of rats. Yeah. Great. And discarding them aside. Great opening. I was laughing my ass off at yep. that. Yeah, yeah. 
which in any movie, like to laugh my ass off, that's a pretty good accomplishment. And then they just kept it up. Yeah. There's great action and there's great suspense and uh, yeah. uh, good bad guys and you know, that kind of stuff. So Yeah. What can you say? That's my pick for best movie of the year. They they was robbed. <laughs> they was robbed. <laughs> Uh, Everyone's out there rolling their eyes. These guys picked the fucking superhero movie. Hey, listen. Hey, you can suck my dick. What do you want? You suck my superhero <laughs> dick. Suck my green dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we should end on that. Uh, I guess we should. Well, we've hit our uh, we've hit our time anyway. Okay. All right. Let's recap, though, Lemmy. Yeah. We'll recap, and then we let's figure out what a bet is, though, before we start fuck, fucking off here. Okay. 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 All like right. You just become super blue collar yeah. there when you talk about okay. your green dick. Uh, original screenplay. We both picked Birdman. Adapted screenplay. You picked American Sniper. I picked Imitation Game. Um, supporting actress. We both picked Patricia Arquette. Uh, supporting actor. You picked Ed Norton. I picked J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Performance by an actress in a leading role. We both picked Julianne Moore. Performance by an actor in a leading role. You picked Bradley Cooper. I picked Michael Keaton. Best director. I picked Alejandro Inaruto, Inaruti, Inaruto. <laughs> and you picked Linklater. And then Best Picture, I picked Birdman, and you picked Boyhood. It's funny because now I'm having I'm having buyer's remorse where I'm like, shit, I should I should get on this Birdman bandwagon. <laughs> but no, stick with it, bro. But my heart wants Linklater to get it. Yeah, no, I I think the guy's a great guy. I mean, we've we've had the opportunity to meet the guy. He's a very nice guy, and he's a good filmmaker. I mean. Yeah. Good storyteller. Uh, what's our bet going to be? Hmm. Um, steak dinner? Steak dinner. I always like a steak dinner, Lemmy. Or, or, or we can go the comedy route, like a piss, sure. pissing on uh, the other pissing guy's on foot. A foot. Or, uh, yeah, because then if we piss on a foot, then we can um, record it. Yeah. And put it on the podcast. And let's, and let's, um, and let's not do it the way you and Shandor Segar do your things. Where it's like the bed, and then like twenty years later, still hasn't been paid off. Yeah, let's but that doesn't. It, the problem with that is I lost the bet. Oh, so, so it's up to him to. When you beg him to piss on my feet, no, I'm not. If the dude won and he can piss on my feet, then he should do it. If he's not going to do it, then that's his fucking. Problem. I would have pissed on your feet the moment. The I game know. Was over. Like I'm going to piss on your feet next fucking episode. Should we do a, a foot pissing? Yeah, I mean, we should record the foot pissing. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, winner. Of this gets to piss on the other guy's foot, right? And we will record it. Okay, but you got to got to keep it below the ankle, or what do we do? <laughs> oh, you mean like, are we including the dick in the uh, in the videotape? No, 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 no. We're not going to videotape. I, I was thinking audio tape it, but I'm saying like, I'm saying how far up the leg do you I piss? Thought, oh, we're just saying the foot, right? You piss yeah. on the other guy's foot. Yeah, so below the ankle. Yeah, I mean, keep it, your piss below the ankle as best you can. Right. You know, if you hit some shin bone, that's uh, I don't know. I yeah, think man. I think if you 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 should hit some shin bone. I I hear you, dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna if I win, I'm gonna take double my usual amount of uh, of men's supplement vitamins. Uh huh. So and my le- pee-pee's and a bowl of asparagus. A, gl- a bowl of asparagus. Good idea. Oh shit! I shouldn't give Good you good idea. Stinky. Some beets. Glowing green peepee. <laughs> You're gonna go beets for the blood red. I don't know. Why not? Okay. It's exciting. That, make, um, that makes us very exciting. Now the stakes are high. So. I know it. I know it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Chew Crew, thanks for letting us wax about uh, the films. Thanks, Chew Crew. If you don't like movies, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry <laughs> to tell you that now. Um, but all right. 
Enjoy the Oscars. Yeah. And listen, fuck us anyway. Our movies have never come close to being nominated for anything. Yeah, but I like them. Actually, we won, uh, we won two Stony Awards. <laughs> That's right. Best uh, stoner films. Yeah. So. Nothing wrong with that. We got trophies. All right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.